Hello and welcome to Bebel Podcast. I hope you're enjoying our journey. And today I've invited an amazing lady, Maeve, um, that I met a while back um, and helped her with the most amazing charity event that I've ever seen. And I'm sure we talk about it today. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Maeve, welcome. Really excited to have you on. I'm glad you found us eventually. <laughs> left is left, Maeve. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant found the actual location. I know I live near Charleville, but I'm a city girl at heart. Don't ever forget it. Okay. Yeah, no, I actually meant once you got in the building. Um, absolutely delighted to have you on. Thank I you. I have a list of people that I love to talk to and love to watch. And, and you're heavily at the top of that list. Thank you. I'm sure you know from my, my comments and my my little emojis yeah. screening up but um but I'm so delighted to have you on um I think you've listened to the podcast I have I have indeed which is always good and I've enjoyed it I really genuinely have yeah and I think when we started this it was all really you know everything for me is about the story mm-hmm. um, and understanding people and yeah. their opinions and everything yeah. else so for me it was to get the right people yeah. into the studio mm-hmm. um, and really talk a little bit less about business and try to really yeah. understand the person well from listening to your podcast already like I would have followed Fiona from West Corkfish but I never knew her story yeah. I would have followed the girls in the squad for years and never knew their story like it's very interesting like Virginia from Brandwagon I know really well and I loved listening to her story yeah. it's it's important I think oh huge yeah. I mean I never knew she was a taxi driver. Yeah, I was fascinated by that. I actually texted her immediately going, you never told me that. But I think it's really important. I think it makes you feel even closer to them, makes you want to work with them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a kind of a new dimension that people want to see in a business as well, you know. Yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree. So for you, Maeve, where does it start? You say you were a city girl, so where were you born and bred? Born and bred. In, do you know what? It depends. My husband says it depends on who I'm talking to. He says it's Montanati for some people and Mayfield for other people. Okay. Um, my father would say Mayfield. My mother would say Montanati. Um, I don't really care. Um, so yeah, I was born over in the South Infirmary Hospital. I yeah, I've lived in Cork City all my life practically. Um, I did go travelling for a year and did the whole seven countries thing in my 20s um, at 17 in school I was one of those wild children didn't know what I wanted to do I had a sister who had like gotten a scholarship to do her masters in America from UCC I had a brother in UCC and I was the delinquent basically they just didn't know what to do with me um, I went to CIT and I actually did recreational leisure management yeah Absolutely, just because I did like sports, I thought this is going to be my career. And what sports were you into? Oh, I used to play camogie at the time and I was kind of into a bit of everything. I was just, but I had no interest. I thought it would be this simple little course where you had fun all day long and never realised how much work was involved. And after about a year um, of drinking and not really going to college, um, I came home one day to mum and I was like, I don't think that's the course for me. And she was like, they rang today and said you left. So I was made to go back to work full time immediately. So I worked in the Leisureplex. Oh, on the corner yeah, at the yeah. bottom of the hill. Yeah. Like I'm working since I was 15. My mum used to manage yeah. Halpin's restaurant. You know okay. where El Pedrino's is yes. now? My mum managed that for 18 years. So we were just made work. Like there was no, you know, just there. tough. Like, yeah. Um, in hindsight, it was the best thing possible. At the time, I hated it. Like, um, so I worked, they made me work full time because I had left college. They and were. Did you live near the premises or did you get called into work? Oh, do you mean when, when I worked? Your mum oh, like, your like mum. as in I'd have to get the bus into town, the number okay. eight bus, like, and get on with it, and get the bus home, and that was it. This tall ships was on in Cork that year, the first year I worked. I was fifteen, so yeah. it was nineteen ninety five. 
I was born in the 80s, Jan. Um, Lucky you. <laughs> but I suppose because I quit college, they made me work full time. Like They were like, you can support yourself. If you don't want to go to college, that's fine. But you'll get out there and work. So I worked in the Ledgerplex. I did everything. Like We organised kids parties, dressed up as a dinosaur, looked after the bowling alleys. Nothing glamorous, but I did that. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm not happy. So I did go back to college for a while, to College of Commerce, doing a business course. Again, I didn't have a huge real interest. Like, I just, I was one of those people, I didn't know where I wanted to go in life, what I wanted to do. But I did start working in jobs, um, kind of in customer service roles. Yes. So a place called Matrox up in Cork Airport. Um, One-to-one or... or on the phone at the time, yeah. call centres at the time. Um, kind of, more, not necessarily a call centre, it wasn't cold calling or anything, but you were taking calls from customers all over Europe. Um, and I suppose like that, I started out in reception, ended up in customer services, ended up in European customer care. I suppose I always progressed in any yes. role. And actually, it seems to be a trend across everyone that you've 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 spoken to here. Um, a lot of people who set up their own business seem to kind of go into any role and grow yeah. over the years, you know. Even yourself, you've yeah. worked in so many different roles. So I suppose for years on and off, I worked in customer service roles, customer service management roles. Then I went off travelling for a year, 24, the and usual. And where did you go travelling? Oh, I did Fiji, Australia, Thailand, New I Zealand. I love the way she's like sitting there going, oh yeah, you know, I just did that. It's so boring. Oh, but like, Can I not have been boring? It wasn't one, jeez, it was far from boring, <laughs> i tell you that much. But it was... Yeah, I suppose it was the norm. Like, you know, if you were going to go travelling, you might as well but do this. I never s- travelled. Didn't you? Never travelled. Okay. Yeah. And I suppose I was a homebird at the time. Like, you know, we'd go on to Spain on holidays every year with, with our family and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know, the itch was in me. Like, it was. I wanted to do it. And did you do a travel visa or did you do a working visa? A working visa for the okay. year, yeah. So did every kind of job under the sun over there. Worst job? Oh, great fun. The worst one was I had to scrape the inside of the passion fruit out in a stall, in a, like in an ice cream stall for the day so they could use the passion fruit. Oh. So for an entire day in the heat, I think it was in Brisbane, like I literally, that was my job, was scraping out the passion fruit. Like we had another job, cold calling people, trying to sell something called the Math and Magic Computer Tutor. That was the name, I think, yeah. It's hard to say with braces. I was say, you've even <laughs> lost me at the beginning. So. Like, so I've done everything over there and like oh, quit every single job and worked in loads of jobs. But it was a great experience. It and was. where was the favourite place you travelled? My, oh, Fiji. It's yeah. beautiful. Oh yeah, I'd love to go back there. They're so chilled. They're the opposite of me, basically. Okay. You arrive in the airport and you just get on with the fact that your taxi's going to be late. You get on with the fact, it's called Fiji time and they're just, life is just, they just get on with it but there's no panic for anything. Like, you know the way in Ireland we yeah. expect our dinner to be served within the first 10 minutes of ordering it and we expect to get the bill immediately when we're ready to leave. We're very impatient. Like, you know, we yeah. just... Oh, we've a really high expectation of, of service, I suppose. Like, whereas over there, it's just not the way it is, but it's totally accepted. And you kind of get into that vibe. And I just loved it. Yeah, it was. And obviously, it was a stunning, stunning country. Like, probably my yeah, favorite. I haven't been, but it's on the list. Oh, it was. No, I was really poor there. Like, obviously, I was traveling for a year. We slept in a hostel where about 25 of us were on the floor. Like literally just matches on the floor in Nadi because we didn't have the money. But yeah. I still absolutely loved it. And sometimes I think that's. A better way to Did travel? Did you work there? Didn't work in Fiji, no. Okay. I only worked in Australia. Okay. I didn't work in New Zealand either, only in Australia. So like we'd work for a bit, get enough money to move on to the next place, work for a little bit, ring home for money. Yeah. Like, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Hi, man. <laughs> Literally, I don't have any money. Please send me somewhere, I'll starve. Um, but it did us the world of good. And then we came back. What happened then? And then I came back actually and... My dad is like, you owe us a lot of money. You know, my we don't come from money at all. Like, yeah. um, so I was always going to have to pay it back. Like, and actually, I rang my sister. She lived in Dublin, and I remember saying, "Dad's making me get a job. I'm only home about a week." And you know, she was like, "Come up to me." She lived in Dublin. So I went up to her, and she gave me a car. She was really good to me. So she gave me a car, and she's like, "Just relax. You'll get a job." So I did. I started in a company called Healthcare Twenty One. It's a medical company in Ballincollig. I started in as 
I think I started in customer service, but pretty quickly became customer services manager. Um, and I ended up working there for seven years. Yeah. Um, which is where I met my husband. But was he before the that, no, 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 no. <laughs> before that, um, the HR manager was going on maternity leave and they asked me what I considered the role. Um, so... I did, but I wanted to know a bit about HR first. So yes. I went and I did um, a diploma in HR, which really, I'm really glad I did. I did it too. Did you do it too? You Doesn't it stand to you so law. much? Yeah. Because you feel more confident, especially in my role now. You feel so much more confident yeah. in, you know, anything that you do. Or even if you have to look up something, you understand it more. And, oh, I just think I'm so glad I did that. Um, and I became human resources manager there. And... Yeah, like I said, I worked there for seven years. No, Stephen is a sales rep there. He still works there. Um, and it was just a great company to work for. We travelled to Orlando twice on holidays with that company. Like, it was in the good times. Yes. Do you know? Um, and it's, the company's grown and grown since. And like I said, he still works there. So, yeah, from there, then I went straight into what I have now. So what made you move to Charleville? Uh, him, <laughs> Stephen. Okay, is he from He's, he's from, from Ballyhay, yeah. He okay. killed me for saying Charleville. So he's from Ballyhay. He had built a house down there. Um... I had no house, no money, no anything. I was renting with the girls. and <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah. He had no road frontage though. No money, no farm. But you want harm. Um, and I just thought I'd give it a go. I wasn't sure would I be happy. Obviously, I'm a total city girl. Like I, all of my friends are like, you'll be home in a week. And my mom didn't think I'd last. And I love it down there. Like I really do. I have the best of both worlds, I suppose. I stay up here, you know, once or twice, maybe once, it used to be once or twice a week, not since I've had the kids, but I'd still stay up here from time to time. Yes. I'd come up and meet the girls for dinner. Like, I don't like, I don't think of it as I have to go to Cork. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm just popping up to meet Shan for an, yeah. to do a podcast or, you know, it's, to me, I think if you make it a, a challenge, it'll become one. Yes. So like, I just, yeah, I live an hour away, but I love where I live. And I, think it's, I think it's nice. I think you're close enough to and far enough away. Yeah. And that's it. And I think it's a lovely place for the kids as well. You know, they've yeah. got loads of space out our back garden and yeah. I but think. it's a real hub as well. I mean, yeah. obviously, so you went then and you and your sister. Yeah. Well, she wasn't actually technically like involved in the shop as such. Like okay. she, um, she worked in Borgosh at the time. Karen would have always been kind of a high flyer and all those big roles and all that. Um, but she would have helped. You know yourself. Yeah. If you were, you know, any yeah. business you do, you'll bounce it off. I have one sister and one brother and when I decided yeah I moved to Charleville I suppose and you, I couldn't get over how busy it was down there mm. like and it's called town down there you know it's yeah. like I'm going to town it's Charleville um, and I was just I couldn't get over that there was so many hairdressers so many beauticians and you couldn't get a nail appointment I was like what's going on here like it's you know I'm in the country what's That's happening in. but it is a really really busy little town and I suppose it has so many towns surrounding it that all shop there you know um, and I kept saying to Stephen that there's such a requirement here for a clothes shop like there really is like and I, I did actually ring Lisa Roberts who owns Verso yes I know Lisa for years like we wouldn't be best friends by any means but I know her a long time and I respect what she did you know and I just rang her and I was like do you think I'm insane like you know and she was like no like you know if you think there's a market there go for it like Um, so I started to look into it started to look into units and all that and went to my job and said look I'm thinking of going I really like my job and to be fair to them you know they gave me um, a lump sum if I completed a project I was working on Okay. so I left um, and within three months of leaving I opened the shop I had like 10,000 is what I had I had no more money no less if it worked it worked if it didn't it didn't I suppose and we had a small enough mortgage Stephen could afford to pay it on his salary we probably couldn't afford to live but we could have paid the mortgage we had no kids Yeah. Um, and yeah that was six and a half years ago now Um, so obviously Karen was a big part of it um, you know, every idea I had, I'd bounce off her. And yes. even looking at labels, like we had completely different tastes, you know, so it was good to have someone else's view on stuff because you can't just buy what you'll wear. That's not going to sell. Not yeah. everybody likes my style necessarily, you know. No, absolutely. Horses for courses, isn't of it? Of course, like. Um, so she, yeah, she was heavily involved and 
look, we were lucky. It took off from day one, you know. We we opened in the middle of the recession. Our costs were quite low. Social media wasn't a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and we started on Facebook and we started putting teasers out on Facebook and it just grew and grew. And it's just social media is a huge part of my business now, you know. But I suppose we hit it at the right time. I remember, actually, I remember that my first sort of mm. knowledge of the shop. Mm. Well, I used to drive through. My sister lives mm. in Limerick, so oh, I, yeah, yeah. I'm always up and down. And I always used to drive past the shops yeah. down there and go, like, this place is so busy and yeah. there's some amazing boutiques. There is. And there's a lovely kind of a community atmosphere down there as yeah. well. Like, when I was opening, like, the night before I opened, my aircom line wasn't working. And you, you didn't ring aircom. You rang the local guy, you know, who works for aircom, and he'd come yes. in and fix it. And... They were putting the sign up outside my shop at half ten the night before I opened and somebody borrowed us the cherry picker to use. You know, yeah, that yeah, kind of a thing. Like, the community. Yeah, and it's lovely. Like, it yeah. is. It's nice to have that. And like. then you went... So when you first were prominent for me was yeah. the expose, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, that was the turning point for me. So I suppose I opened September 2012 and I can't talk, tell my story without speaking of Karen because it was such a big part of it. Yeah. But she passed away six months after I opened in March. She had had cancer at 29 yes. and had been fine for years. Like, I... She had been very well for a good few many years, but at 35 it returned. And can I ask what cancer? Oh, of course was? you yeah. can. It was breast cancer. Okay. She got married in June or July and she found a very prominent lump um, a couple of months later. Um, she actually went to a doctor and a doctor said, don't be silly, you're too young. Like, you know, at the time yeah. it was still a bit that kind of, well, I think that's gone now to be fair. I think so. I do too. Um, but five years later, like they removed the lump and, and the um, they they did a mastectomy and five years later it came back at 35 but she moved back down to Cork which was great. I think she kind of realised she wanted to be she around everybody. Support. Which I was delighted yeah. about. Um, so, sorry, that was 35 and then she was um, 39 when she died so it was five years later again when it returned again. So I opened in September and in the January she got very, very sick and it turned out that it had spread to the brain. So Karen passed away in March and... Yeah, I just threw myself into the business. You know yourself. Yeah. That was my coping mechanism. Like people it's a thought, great distraction. It is like, and yeah. you know when you're self-employed, you can, it can easily fill up all your time. So I just threw myself into work. I think people thought I was daft. I was back in work about two weeks later, maybe even a week later. And I just, it became my whole purpose, you know, that kind of way. So um, it was just work, work, work. And it, the, luckily the shop grew. Um, we had a charity event that year for Marymount um, in Karen's memory. And we had a phenomenal day. And, um, I, I genuinely think what goes around comes around. Like, it seemed like we just got busier and busier. Um, and then in 2016, honestly, like, you know, there's so many awards that are like, yes. you know, oh, you got this award, but did you really? I know that's controversial, but there is a lot of that out there. Um, Who are you talking about? I, I'm not talking about anyone <laughs> in particular, which is certain things. Look, there is, like, there's yeah, certain no, things that are advertising-based. Yeah, absolutely. There is. I had never advertised at Expose. I had never, you yes. know what I mean. So I was literally over in London on the tear for the weekend with Stephen, staying with a friend, and some. I, my phone was blowing up with text saying, your shop's on Expose, your shop. And I was like, what are they all talking about? Anyway, it turns out we had been nominated for um, an award for Best Boutique. Um, with Frock Advisor which is Sandy Lennon and Brendan Courtney yeah. um, with Expose and I was like you know obviously I was delighted like and I yeah went out and drank way too much that night celebrating and then we got shortlisted to the top three um, and Who were you with again? You were with What the other boutiques yeah. is it? Um, it was Ruby Rouge in Wexford 
In Wicklow. In Wicklow, yeah, yeah sorry, you're right. And I would have followed them for years. Yeah, and me too. Did you? Because yeah. they're really cool and quirky and I love their visuals and stuff. And I had said to Stephen when I first opened, he was like, who would you like to be as big as? And I was like, Ruby Root. And we drove up there one day to look Brilliant. at it. Um, so it was them and it was Lisa Robertson Verso. So the chances of it was... Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Um, but like we weren't competing. And it's so funny because I only remember... That's why I was yeah. asking because I only remember you winning. Oh, really? I don't remember who else was in it, but, but sure, I really remember yeah. you winning. Oh, sure, it look, was great. I mean, just the excitement is just unbelievable. Like, I didn't think that I'd win, obviously. And then we got called back up to the Dean in Dublin. And yeah, I won. Like, it was just like, you couldn't pay for it. Do you know no. what I mean? Not in a million years could I have afforded to do that. I sat on the bench on Expose and chatted to them. My shop featured on it numerous times. I couldn't have ever afforded that advertising. Like, um, yeah, it was just fabulous. It really was. And yeah, the momentum grew from there, though. It did. I think at that time, though, I remember I had a different business in beauty and we used yeah. to call it the expose. Effect OK. Yeah. Because if you got oh, onto sure. expose, it would just. It was. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like it was, it's your dream, really. Like yeah. for me, it was anyway. Do you know what I mean? Um. So, yeah, like going up to expose that day, then I thought it was going to be the most glamorous place in the world. And, you know, they were going to be all about me because I was, you know, after winning this competition. Yeah, yeah they weren't. <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't anything glamorous. Um, nobody like introduced themselves when I walked in the door. I had to go find. But Stephen came with me, and Lovely. because he's a sales rep, he's he's really comfortable with people anyway. You know, he's just a yes. real people person, and he loves meeting new people. Surprisingly, I'd be a little bit more standoffish at the start. So he just walked in the door, walked straight up to Glenda Gilson, as like Stephen Dennehy Valley, hey, you know, and I'm behind him, kind of waving. Um, but he was a great support to me. He came into the studio, and I could see him while I was talking, so I felt comfortable in myself, yeah. you know. Um, he was actually over talking to the model um, Brittany Mason she was Miss America at one stage okay. so he was loving life um, so yeah from there we just like we just got busier the demand got bigger people were travelling an awful lot more I couldn't believe how many people were travelling um, so I just felt our shop was way too small like I was feeling guilty nearly when people would walk in okay you know, there's nothing yes. worse than feeling you're not good enough. And that's the way I was starting to feel. So we, we moved unit to a bigger store. Um, obviously, our staff numbers grew as well. Like we started out with just me and now the seven of us now. Um, and from there, it's just grown. So we moved unit in 2017. In 2018, we went online properly. And that has just surprised me beyond all expectation how busy that's been. Um, so this year, Stephen made me promise not to do anything. So I'm like, just to grow, just concentrate on what I have and don't do any big thing. He's like, just enjoy how busy you are, you know, and he's right. And we have two really small babies, obviously. Yes. So. Um, and that was another journey for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. In 2016, actually, I was going through IVF yeah. at that time. Um, and yeah, we had never been like, oh, my God, I want children ever. But yes. when my sister first um, had cancer, she went on a drug called tamoxifen, which meant she couldn't have children. And. I think when somebody near you is told they can't have children, all of a sudden you're like, I want children or do I want children? Or you start to question you want to it. discover if you can. Yeah. 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 And I think that's why I love that everyone talks about IVF and, you know, yeah. and all that now, because it starts to get the people thinking a bit more, I suppose, um, and takes away a bit of the stigma. So we, I'm a control freak, Shan, like you, that's who I am. Like, and I just, we weren't watching Hallinger, we weren't using an ovulation checker or anything like that, but we weren't. Having, I wasn't pregnant either. Yes. And then one day, I think I heard an ad for Waterstone Clinic and I just rang them and I was like, how much is it to get tested? I think it was four or five hundred euro booked then, rang Stevens that were going to be tested and he was like, yeah, no bother, sure, grand. And we did and we were told we couldn't have kids naturally probably. So we went about the process um, and started ICSI treatment and we were very unlucky the first time in that yeah. at the very last hurdle, we went up for a transfer. Um, 
after going through the whole process and when we arrived at the clinic we were told there was nothing there to be transferred an hour previous to that we were told come up you know which is yes. look I like I admire people so much who go through fertility treatment you know seven or eight times I yeah. for us we did it twice and I don't know would I have been able to do it again without a success I think you surprised yourself <laughs> yeah I yeah look I, I, I'm a control yeah. freak too and that's probably why I went so long yeah was because I was like I'm damned if this yeah. mother nature woman is going to beat me I know I know um but but I but at some point there is always an end well I just think your relationship we always said it wouldn't consume us yes. always like and we have a great relationship like we've traveled the world together we have great fun we you know we we, we both do separate things but we both do things together and don't get me wrong, we fight too. But like, I never wanted it to be everything for yes. us. But it just becomes it. You can't help it. Like, yeah, it's, it's very consuming. hard. Isn't it? Yeah, no, 100% it is. Yeah, and it, I used to look at couples going through it and I was like, don't even take over now. And then it just does like, uh, yeah. It's, I, and, you, and even I think for some women, they pretend it doesn't. Yeah. Not so that people think they're not affected. Yeah. Because otherwise other people will stop them. Yeah. So then they become, it's blasé then. Yeah, I know what you um, mean. It's and like, if you tell yourself enough that it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you really start to believe it. Like 100%. It definitely does But I think over. it is great, like you say, that it's an open conversation. Now. Yeah, there's no shame in it. Like yeah. we didn't do anything wrong. It was nothing we'd done in the previous, you know, in our past yes. life or anything. We just genetically were having issues having kids. Yeah. Um. So we eventually were told that we had a possibility of having a disabled child. Um, our genetics, we were waiting to see a genetic counsellor in Ireland, which is an absolute joke. There was a four year waiting list. I was like 36 at the time and I was like, is there any the time? No, like yeah. now, since then I have found out there are some other options um, through people that have contacted me on Instagram, which is good to know, you know. But we just went against the clinic and we're like, no, we want to just try. You yes. know, we're willing to take it on and see what happens. So we had to kind of, you know, sign a legal form saying we were aware of the risk and we went ahead with IVF the second time and, you know, we're very lucky we had Ned. Um, yeah. So he looked at it, he was just, oh, listen, the joy he brought for my parents, you know, like I don't think anyone should ever lose a child. I think it's, I genuinely think it's the worst thing that can happen to anyone in the whole yeah. world. I know Karen was 39, but she was their baby. She was their firstborn and it's not right. And you can visibly see what it does. I could visibly see what it did to them, you know, and then a new life. I don't know what there's just so, there's something so pure and innocent and lovely about it and just the happiness that Ned brought to them and to Stephen's parents and everything. It was just fantastic. It really was. Um, and then, so I had Ned in October 2017. Um, the Marymount event that you helped me with, I decided... That was to the most <laughs> amazing event ever. I can't, don't even slide past it because it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How many women in that room? 600 women. Yeah. And what a day that was. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? What a day. Yeah. I, I actually only went up, I think, to help my friend and be her model for yeah, makeup. And you I helped ended, me a lot. Well, I ended up doing the door. Because yeah. <laughs> I love doing the door. What start, I met with Virginia from Brandwagon. I was like, I think I want to do an event for Marymount. You know, I was too heavily pregnant when the shop was five years open to have one. And I would have always done something, some sort of fundraiser. I was like, and I think I wanted to try and do something a bit bigger this year. So we tried to sell 150 tickets we put them up for sale. We were going to have all, you know, um, tables in the room and they sold out in a half an hour online and I was in a panic ringing Virginia going, what am I going to do? And there was women calling into the shop for tickets and they were sold out and the girls in the shop were in a panic and I rang the hotel and they were like, would you consider theatre style in the bigger room? And I was like, okay, let's try this. And that day, 600 tickets sold out. I I don't think I'll ever forget it. Like, it was... It was do you know what? The, the feeling in that room? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was... It, it's... I've got boost pimples. No, it was lovely. Boost pimples? Like, everyone helped me so much, though. The momentum just took off. Like, it was amazing. You know, Sheila Shoiga agreeing to present it. Like, and 
you know, when we spoke to her about money, she was like, it, it's such a big thing for me, Marymount. She was so obliging and helpful. It was more about the day for her, you know. And yeah. Helen from Daily Diva Diary helped me out. Um, Fiona Hayes. Like, everybody just came on board and wanted to be a part of it. Um, and, yeah, it was just fantastic. The whole event was just about, you and know. And they jump it again, I'll yeah, tell you. Everybody asks me, but I have this massive fear of not being able to accomplish the same thing. I just don't know. Could I do it again? Something different. We'll think of something. Yeah, yeah. you're like, Virginia, you've got those minds. Um, but, no, look, it was a fantastic day and it was all about empowering women and just feeling good in yourself. And yeah. I, I think that that really worked on the day. Like, I think it that really moment did. at the end when Linda, who works in the shop with me, came out and sang This Is Me. Yes. I think every time I hear that song, I just... And I didn't know that song before. Oh, didn't you? And I hadn't you? seen The Greatest Show. Oh. I was like, but I just remember all these women standing yeah. up and singing it, and then I was like, "This song's amazing!" And it then really is. I think I went home, and I think it was about three days until I went to see the yeah. the, the film. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, this, yeah. this is it, super!" It's one of those songs that just makes you want to do something. Oh, it's yeah. one of those songs that when it comes on the radio, you're dying to like bring your windows down, yeah. turn it right just up, do and it. Just sing. I do it, like, <laughs> and I can't sing at all. I can just see Dan Charleville High Street in the traffic, <laughs> loving life. I am one of those people though. I love my in-car concerts. I really oh, yeah, do. Me too. Um, so the event, yeah, look, that was a massive event. And like I said, again, like, okay, it was, we raised 25,000 from Marymount, which just blew me away. Like, I mean, that was, I just couldn't believe, it means so much to me. But five weeks, six weeks after the event, my mum got sick. Um, and five weeks after that, well, three weeks after that, she ended up in Marymount, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. I hadn't even handed the money over to Marymount yet. You know, Ned was only four months and I was just in a heap. But anyway, um, it was, the day before Karen's five year anniversary, Karen passed away in Marymount. My mum, I went in the ambulance with my mum from Cork to Marymount um, and she woke up there for Karen's fifth year anniversary. But anyway, look, they were fantastic there. They really looked after her. During that time, I found out I was pregnant naturally. Um, I was just amazing. Like, I got, I, you know, like, yeah. and I know it happens. I know people say that happens all the time after fertility treatment. You still don't think it's going to be oh, you. No. Not in a million years. Like I had these frozen embryos in the clinic that I thought I'll control that. I'll have a child whenever I feel ready. Yeah. Look, in hindsight, it was the best thing possible. But I did get to tell my mum I was pregnant and Amazing. now I have a little girl, Molly. And she's like, yeah, she's just fantastic. Like now it's she's a beaming. madhouse. Like she's lovely little thing. Yeah. She really is. And I do kind of feel like they sent me a little girl to look after me. Yeah. I feel like I've, a, you know, like after losing my mum and my sister, like I adore my dad and my brother, don't get me wrong, but I have a female in my life again. Do you yes. know, I just, I wanted that like, and I feel I have it again. So yeah, I think they kind of looked after me. Um, yeah, which is lovely. And it's lovely. And I love that you're so honest about it on in your Insta stories. Yeah. And, you know, like recently I put up on Bebo, you know, if you tell a story, suddenly mm. start people start to whisper, then they start yeah. to call you, then they start yeah. to email you. And you actually feel, you suddenly realise actually my story is other people's story too. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I don't ever want to my story to be depressing or poor me. I lost my mum and sister. There's people out there with so much bigger tragedies in their lives than me. It's, I never ever wanted to come across that way. But I just have so many people contact me that, you know, say they were losing a parent or family member and were looking for how to cope or... or I think these things happen to everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's how you choose to deal with them yeah. is what people want to understand. Yeah, yeah. So you took, you know, you, the loss of Karen, you yeah. threw yourself into your work mm. and that grew and yeah. then, you know, from the IVF, you made a decision because mm. actually that news that you got about your genetics is yeah. some people wouldn't have dealt with it that way yeah. do you know what I mean yeah I suppose I'm used to dealing with so it's how you deal with, yeah. the, with the steps and, yeah. and how you feel at the end of it yeah. Yeah. does it empower you or yeah. does it hold you back yeah no it's true you're right and I think 
it's not that I'm all like, oh, so happy and positive all the time. I have times when I fall apart and I just can't. And I'm like, why does she have her sister mum? I want mine or I want them to see Molly doing this. Like, yeah. obviously I go through that. But I think it's important to show that, you know, my life is really good as well. Like, and I've had a lot of fortune in my life as well. I mean, I have had my kids and, you know, so many people haven't. You yeah. know what I mean? And you have to be grateful for what you have and take a step back and look at I it like gratitude's just so isn't it though? and I hate that it's like a real key cliche word. thing yeah. and I get it but like but, but it, it's so important well it's the only thing that'll pull yourself like yeah. when I'm having those moments of I'm really upset and really down on myself I, I have to kind of take a step back and be like Jesus mate there's people that would love your life like yeah. you know you have a husband you love you know you have your kids you have your the dream job apparently you know like you have to realise that like no, absolutely. I used to do it all the time I, yeah. if I was really concentrating on the negative I'd just write a list of what I had yeah, and keep writing the list keep yeah. writing the list because actually it always outweighed it well actually I did the Kath and Thomas boot camp a couple of months ago okay. I, after having Molly like I hadn't really grieved mum because I was pregnant and yeah. I just felt like I needed some headspace on my own I'd never done anything on my own in my whole life like I'm a real there's always a gang and around me yeah I wouldn't I, I like people so yeah and I, it, people probably think that you're not like that though people probably think that you'd be very brave and yeah, well, do you know, people always say this to me and I'm like, no, like, yeah. come into your event that yeah. time. I'm like, give me a job. Yeah, give me something. Give me, give me a job. Yeah. If I've got a job, I'm confident and comfortable. Mm. If I just had to walk into the room of 600 women and go, is it, oh, excuse me, is it okay to sit there? Exactly. I'd be like, oh, no. And I'm a bit like that. Like, yeah. So I wanted, and I swore this year was going to be my year for speaking more and... Just, just you're great for networking. I'm really bad at it, like really bad, and it's it's on my list. Yeah, and and you know, so people use this word networking, and mm. actually, it's not. I think half the problem is it's not networking. I know. I've just made new friends. Yeah, I just need to push myself for that because though. actually, people that like sometimes with networking, people can just be pitching themselves. Yeah, and I I don't really get on with people that pitch themselves. Okay. Um, but I've made an amazing yeah. group of friends yeah. through it. So I never see networking, because I'm rubbish at it, actually. Really? Yeah, that thing about going into the room. Yeah. Allergic. Yeah. But give me the job. I know. You're probably right. And I'd be quite similar, I suppose. And that's why I wanted to go on the boot camp. I wanted to just do something yeah. on my own, force myself into a situation where it's completely uncomfortable. Did you enjoy it? Absolutely loved it. It's the best thing I ever did. Okay. It was I down do in Park Nasilla. We stayed in the lodges. I was sharing a lodge yes. with a couple. I, I remember ringing Stephen going, oh my God, I don't know these people. <laughs> but it was absolutely fabulous. I... Like at night time at seven o'clock, I would go on my own and I'd sit down and I'd read or I'd write like things. And I was, I can't even remember what book I was reading, but it was one of these ones that was about gratitude. That's what I was getting back to. And it was like, you had to write down a list of things, you know, that make you feel good. And yes. when I refer back to that list now, I'm like, why didn't I do this all the time? It's this like, and it's things that I have every day. Like, it's like, you know, when Ned hugs me or... yeah. Oh, this sounds really sappy but you know things like well, if Stephen kisses me on the forehead you know the, the littlest why things why do women love that oh, I love that too there's just something about it it's yeah. a real oh yeah it is isn't it I know and some feminists <laughs> listen to this going that's a bit or like I know I sound so <laughs> sappy but it's just no, they're it's the things that make me happy yeah and having that written down I can refer back to it and be like why didn't I do that in the last two hours if I'm in a bad mood or yeah do you know what I mean no, and it's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. And oh, going away for the weekend on my own and doing that, it just, yeah, it did me. I would encourage everyone, yeah. not necessarily. I have a friend, Thomas, actually, for, for Mother's Day, yeah. her husband bought her a spa day and yeah. a night stay in yeah. a very local hotel. Yeah. I think yeah. it was the Maryborough. Yeah. And just yeah. dropped her there at 12 o'clock and picked her up the next day at 12 o'clock. She said it was the best Mother's Day she ever had because yeah. she just had 24 hours to herself and yeah. she loved it. Yeah, I think it's important. I think like my life, and I know everyone's life is busy, but at the moment I have the two babies at home. The shop is busier than it's ever been. And I'm just, 
just kind of yes. rushing through everything all the time. And sometimes, no, I will be honest, when I stop, I often get really sad because that's when I think about things. But yeah. I need that too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think sometimes we need that headspace. Just No, to, absolutely. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. And so, but with in mind that the podcast is called Be Bell mm-hmm. and obviously... This all stemmed from my niece, who's yeah, beautiful. I love and, her. And, and I love her dancing. I, I just know. that video is just <laughs> happiness personified. Absolutely, and actually, if ever I'm peed off or having yeah, a bad day, that would cheer I just, you up. Yeah. I just watch her wiggle, and oh, I'm, she's I'm just, just so happy and so proud of herself. And absolutely, off, so like, and and we all wish that for everybody. I wish yeah. that for everybody I meet. Mm-hmm. And um, but obviously, be bell is about being beautiful and what it means mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not visually, your soul, etc. What does it mean to you, like on a daily basis? What What do you want? F- do you mean what would like I? Con- what, yeah, what do you consider? What makes me feel beautiful, or what do I consider beautiful? What, either, or. either. Oh, I, I genuinely feel it's confidence in yourself, just being comfortable. Like I, every single day, all day in the shop, I say to women, I'm like. Do you feel good in it? I'm yes. not going to tell you to buy it. Like, I I don't want you leaving here and putting on a dress and going out to your friends going, oh God, I don't know if I feel good in this or how yeah. I feel or how I look. And like, that's what it's about. It's about feeling good because if you feel good, you look good. And I genuinely think that. Oh, big time. Like, you know, if you're in a dress and say it's uncomfortable at the stomach area and you keep covering your stomach, every single person will look at your stomach because you're trying to cover it. Yes. They're drawn to your hands. Do you know what I mean? If you feel comfortable and you sit there properly and you chat away. I'm going to walk around like this now. Put but my it, hands but on it's so true. It's like if you come across yeah. as confident and you feel good, it, it, it has that effect. People start to believe it in you. Do you know what I mean? I oh, know I'm a great believer. There's yeah. many times that I get suited and booted to go to mm. do an event or mm. something and two minutes before I leave the house I run upstairs I put my black t-shirt my leggings and my trainers back on and, and I'm a different right. person walking in the yeah, room. Yeah and that's so important yeah. like it really is like and I think even more so since I had Molly like I had two sections within 12 months and like my body is nowhere near what it used to be do you know what I mean but like I look really well in my clothes and I, I feel know. good so I'm, like... I'm happy like <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, yeah. what does it matter? Like, no, I big time. sometimes the girls in the shop that work with me, like Sharon has worked with me nearly seven years and like, I absolutely love her. And she says to me, you don't care anymore, do you? And I'm like, no, I think I look well, like, you yeah. know, so. And I'd be like that as long as I'm happy, my husband's yeah. happy. And I feel if somebody is looking at me saying, oh God, her legs aren't great. That's something wrong with them. It's yes. not something wrong with me. Like that is an insecurity that they have. If they need yeah. to talk about me or somebody else in that way. And I... I don't know, is it an age thing or is it, I don't know. I think confidence definitely comes with age. Yeah. I mean, I, I've met, like you were talking, I, I, you know, talking to the girls mm-hmm. from the squad and, yeah. and I wish I'd been where they're at. Yeah, they've at got their, their heads screwed on, they? Really, they yeah. they're amazing. They do, like. Because um, I wasn't there at that age. Yeah. Um, but also I think, you know, sometimes you have to go through a bit of shit as well. Yeah, to, you're to probably start going, right. Actually, I need to be grateful and yeah. I need to Yeah, like the really age understand. I'm at right now is the age Karen passed away at, like. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I'm, I've so much, like I'm only starting my life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you have to just, it's not important. Like once no. you feel and look good, that's all that's important. I agree. I agree. And yeah. Go on. The, the feeling good is, is what it's all oh, about for me. 100%. It is like. So finally. Oh yeah. <laughs> we have some questions from okay. our predecessors. Okay. Okay. So um, it's normally the bowl, but now it's the cup. That's fine. <laughs> let's pretend it's so a bowl. So let's just take, a, I actually, yeah, I keep forgetting. People can't see, Sean. Oh yeah. You're okay. So, sometimes we can't read the line. Best word to describe you. So, the best word to describe you? I am, I'm a fun person. One word, yeah. Fun, fun is yeah, good. Yeah, I am fun. I'm just, I, I'm all about just good crack and, 
yeah, just having a laugh just cheers me off no matter what context I think I'll, I'll stamp that one for you. Yeah. You can have that. I don't know if you saw my Instagram this morning, but Ned is dancing around the sitting room to you. You're sexy and you know it. Oh, really? And he's loving life. Like, And I want him to be Brilliant. fun and he is fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah. I think I'm fun. Bit of music in the morning. You just can't beat it. Grab another question. Okay. These questions make me nervous. I don't know why. Oh, this is a long one. When you're having not such a great day, is there a song that picks you up? Oh my God, we discussed this. This is me. Now it yes. makes me emotional, but good emotional. And it kind of makes me feel a little bit like I can do this. Yeah. That's the song, definitely. I think I always love those songs that kind of get you just in your throat. Yeah. And you're like, one minute you're smiling and then you can feel your but eyes you're welling up. you're fist pumping at the end yeah, of it. Like absolutely. you're like, I can do this. It's like, like the end of Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Rocky or something. And you're just like, yeah. Take on the world. Actually, like. when I said to my husband, I'm yeah. going to have a song from The Great Showman at our yeah. wedding, he was yeah. just like, oh, good God. He had oh, visions really? of me putting a beard on and walking down the aisle. <laughs> To that song, that's not like, a good look, like. not that song, babe. Not that no, song. that's the one, though. That's the one that cheers me up. Brilliant, yeah, Maeve. Listen, thanks I have so much to say thank you so thank much. You, I thoroughly enjoyed thank that. Thank you, Shan. You're thanks amazing. so much. Thank you. No worries.